Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. As Masons will know, you can't join the Lodge if you're an atheist. But why can't an atheist be a Freemason? Answering this question will be Brother Adshaw. Over to you. Thank you. I'm, I'm currently reading David Mill's book, uh, Atheist Universe, where he makes the case against intelligent design, among other things. Uh, it's a very interesting book. Um, I like to get opinions on both sides of an argument, so uh, if I'm able to hold my own in any discussion. But atheism, uh, this has to be the elephant in the room. I'm surprised we have we did not cover this uh, subject in the 125 plus podcasts we mm -hmm. have done to date. Such an obvious thing. Anyway, it's, it's um, the answer, of course, is obviously a belief in a supreme being is one of the qualifications of membership in Freemasonry. Mm. So an atheist cannot be accepted for membership. That's it, bottom line. Mm. Uh, the reasoning is that without a belief in a supreme being, there is no way that any oath could ever be relied upon. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is this aspect of Freemasonry that makes us different from other fraternities and civic organizations. However, things are different in parts of Europe, what we call continental Freemasonry. In France, for example, there is the Grand Orient de France, which is interestingly the um, the initials are G-O-D, God, <laughs> and an F. <laughs> it was established in 19, uh, sorry, in 1773, and it does not require candidates for membership to believe in a supreme being. So this actually is not quite the same as atheism. Uh, United Grand Lodge of England and all related Grand Lodges and those in America believe um, a belief in the supreme being to be a Masonic landmark. And so therefore it's, it's uh, carved in stone. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to note that in 1794, the French politician Maximilien Robespierre reaffirmed that the French people recognized the existence of the supreme being and the immortality of the soul, mm. uh, which sounds very Masonic to me. Anyway, uh, obviously France has always has been predominantly a Catholic country, so that is not surprising. In 1689, uh, the philosopher John Locke wrote that the British government should actually outlaw atheism because he believed that a denial of God's existence would bring social chaos. Well, it, it hasn't, but that's an <laughs> interesting opinion. Uh, following that, uh, some 30 years later, in 1723, the Constitution of Freemasonry states that uh, you oblige members to that religion in which all men agree, leaving their particular opinions to themselves. That is, to be good men and true, or men of honor and on honesty, by whatever denomination or persuasions they may be distinguished. 
And of course, we know that the Constitution also called atheists stupid. Mm. Um, so for me, it's, it's surprising uh, because I study Chinese and, of course, Japanese, um, that uh, Herbert Giles, who was professor of Chinese at Cambridge University, and in 1892, so that's, what's that, 130 years ago, he published the first Chinese-English dictionary. And he's also famous for the Wade-Giles romanization system for Mandarin Chinese. So Mandarin, of course, uses characters, and there had to be an organized system to write it in Roman letters for Westerners to understand it. Anyway, so the interesting thing about uh, Professor Giles is that he was was an ardent agnostic, but at the same time, he was an enthusiastic Freemason. So how did that work? Mm. So you know, the Grand Lodge landmarks say that an atheist cannot be a Mason. What about an agnostic? Who knows? <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I think... uh, n- nowadays, people are very picky about everything, very woke, so to speak, mm. and uh, even pronouns. I identify by the pronoun it and them. <laughs> um, so... You know, perhaps agnostic should be added to atheist <laughs> in the landmarks. This is true. Yes, well, the thing I mean, that the term atheist has very much changed in the last, particularly the last thirty to forty years. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when I was younger, probably from the ages of about ten to um, fifteen, or leaving secondary school, I would have called myself an atheist because I wanted to get away from the Christianity I was exposed to when I was a child. Of the very much right. gun to your head, you will believe this, and um, you know, man on a cloud, physical being kind of uh, imaging right. of a deity. <clears throat> it's only when I uh, got older and read more sophisticated literature that it really changed my view of what a um, of of a deity or uh, I, I'd probably use Gnostic terminology, but the the all would be. Mm. And um, then I would very much describe myself as, well, I wouldn't say anything in particular, but not an atheist anymore. Yeah. It was a, yeah. quite a turning point for me um, yes. when I started to read particularly um, hermetic literature. The, the mm. way mm. I described was, was a big turning point for me. But yes, it's, um, it's very much a zeitgeist of the time, the, the usage of the word atheist, particularly stupid atheist as well. That's a very interesting <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah, so, of course, you know, we're talking about over 300 years ago. Mm. And um, only, I think, in 1660, around the um, time of the Commonwealth, that uh, people no longer had to go to church by law. Yes. But um, up until then, you know, it, there was no way anyone could be, call himself an atheist and get away with it. But by the 1720s and 40s, um, people could hold all sorts of opinions. And um, But still, uh, England, Britain, identified as Christian. And so I think everybody was in the same club, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes, it's, uh, my, personally, 
you know, I, I think um, I'm a very spiritual person. And when I had my first angelic experience, uh, then it all came together, I think. Yes. yes. Uh, because there's no way those sort of beings could exist without uh, a whole organization, a whole system behind them. Um, so, um, yes, that, that was, uh, mm, that was, put, <laughs> I forgot what the word is. <laughs> Um, put the put the mark down for me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Epiphanizing, maybe a, a bit of an epiphany. Yes, an epiphany. Yes, it's. Um, I'd never really thought much about it. I was uh, Easter Christian, and that was about it. <laughs> or perhaps uh, Christmas Christian as well. But <laughs> when I when I had that uh, ex experience, um, suddenly things changed very quickly. Mm. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Very interesting. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't go to church. No, no. I think this will sound extremely pretentious, but it was science and neuroscience that led me to my opinion that I have nowadays. Right. And it was, well, just uh, probably a topic for another podcast, but yeah, we'll get onto that. <laughs> we'll save that yeah. for another day. I'm running yeah. out of this now, so that would be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think we'll leave that there. Yes. And if you have any questions, please email us on the link below. We now part on the square. And we'll meet soon. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.